All right, so let's talk about leading like it matters, part one of this two-part series of Craig Rochelle. Uh, he starts off by talking about teams and people and leaders that have it. You know, we can see the ones that have it. You know, they're having success. They're in momentum. They're doing the things and getting the results. But a lot of the times when we look at that, we can't figure out what the it is. And so what did Craig do? He went and did a study. And with that study, he found out uh, a, a couple different things. But the thing that was most crazy is that they were on two separate ends of the spectrum. The teams and the leaders that had it, they had opposing leadership qualities. And, and he said, the good thing about this is if you don't have it or your team doesn't have it, you can go out and get it. It is something that you can learn. It is something that you can do to have it and create momentum and drive in your team. So when he was looking at all these things through the, the leader that had it, what he found was the, the leadership paradox. And he defined it as contradictory leadership qualities that together create a synergy of undeniable leadership impact. He said what he found was greatness is always found in the extremes and leaders had extremes on opposite ends. He, he used Jesus as an example. He said he was both God and man. He was the lion and the lamb. He is both the alpha, the beginning, and the omega, the end. So when you, when you look at leaders, you notice that they, they have these huge differences in their behavior that put together create huge results. He said what he was able to do is they identified eight leadership paradoxes that great leaders who have it had. And they start with being confident and humble, driven and healthy. They're focused and flexible optimistic and realistic, direct and kind, empowering as well as controlling, urgent and patient, and finally, they're frugal as well as have an abundant mindset. So today we're going to talk about uh, the first one, which was uh, you can be optimistic and realistic at the same time. One of the biggest fears that dominate leaders' minds is fear itself. You know, I know I do, and I'm probably sure you do too. You wake up every morning knowing that you have to accomplish something, but all of a sudden you start looking towards the negative. Our brains are hardwired to directly start looking towards the negative. So fear is our dominant default emotion. But optimism allows you to overcome that fear and start seeing opportunities that other people don't. You know, I say this all the time, to be an entrepreneur, you have to be an eternal optimist. You always have to look for the bright side of things. And the reason why is because opportunity comes to the optimistic. If you're constantly looking at the negative, you will just always overlook the good things that could happen. So think about that today. Are you talking yourself out of your business because you're thinking of the things that could go wrong, the things that wouldn't happen, the what ifs 
on the bad side of things. If you just do a small little shift and think of what could happen that's good, what if everything goes right? What if the next person you talk to says yes? And those things will start compounding. Optimistic leaders look at problems as opportunities in disguise. He said uh, he came up with this entire, in, entire title for leaders. And, and you know, you've got a CEO, you've got a COO, you've got a CFO. And he said that you as a leader are a CPS, a chief problem solver. And the thing of it is, is those who find and solve problems are normally the most successful and the most rewarded. And he who solves the most problems gets the most reward. He said, so with every problem, there are two wins. So if you're focusing on the positive and you look at a problem, here are the two wins that you're going to look for. There's going to be a solution to find. You're going to find an answer to that problem. And number two, there's a lesson to be learned. So if you don't get the answer to the problem, there is a lesson to be learned in it somewhere. He said, problems are opportunities to seize greatness. So guys, take a look at the problems around you today and what can you do to look at them through those two lenses. He said, most people want to follow a leader who believe in a better tomorrow. Most people are looking for someone to guide them to good. They're not looking for somebody to guide them down a path of negativity and to constantly tell them the bad things that are going on. They want to have problems solved for them for tomorrow. So are you going to be the one that steps up as the leader to start shouting your vision of a greater tomorrow and a better tomorrow? But also on the other side of that, leaders do not ignore problems. So again, as a leader, you know that there's going to be problems and you know you're going to have to solve problems, but at the same time, you can't ignore problems. The longer a problem gets ignored, the bigger that it gets to where it becomes uncontrollable and makes it take so much longer to overcome. He said, to master being optimistic and realistic, you have to accept two truths. You can't solve a problem if you don't believe it can be solved. That seems to be obvious. Number two, you can't solve a problem you don't acknowledge. So if you ignore it, you can't solve it. So the thing that you need to do is you need to know that there's a problem and look for the creative ways of solving it. The next thing he talked about is the, the difference in, in the leadership paradox of being direct and kind. He said direct communication closes the gap between confusion and clarity. Have you guys ever had a leader or a manager who just basically tells you what you want to hear, but it never actually gets you anywhere to where you want to go because of the fact that the information that they're telling you really doesn't line up with the mission or where things are going. It's just telling you what you want to hear so that you feel warm and fuzzy. That is an example of indirect communication. You know, things that a leader would say that would show you that they probably don't have good communication skills is they say things like perhaps, or maybe, or I'll get back to you. When what they really mean is no. 
And instead of just giving you a direct answer, they kind of beat around the bush. Ineffective communication is wishy-washy and causes doubt in your team and in your leadership. A direct leader gives detailed direction and leaves very little communication to chance. So are you being clear in what you are telling your team? Are you showing them with your actions that it lines up with what you're telling them? But when it comes to being a leader and being kind, I know there's a lot of questions. I know I say it all the time too. It's one of those things that you think, well, if I'm kind, does that mean I'm a pushover or is that a sign of weakness as a leader? And, and the questions that most people ask are, one, won't I be seen as weak if I'm kind? And I know leaders who are kind, but they still get all the results. So would you rather be a kind leader who gets results or a mean leader who gets results? And guess what? A mean leader is no leader at all. They are actually a manager because most managers speak down to their teams. They don't lift them up. They push them down because they want all the credit. They want to be seen as the one that knows everything. A good, kind leader comes alongside of people and listen and help. Says you will never be a leader of people and have people love you and follow you if you aren't a leader who cares about people. You know, we hear John Maxwell say it all the time. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So in your leadership, a great way to find significance along with success is how you care for your team. Does your team know that you care? You know, sit down and basically take note of yourself and go, would I follow me if I was the leader? Also think of it this way. Ask yourself, do your people love you and follow you because of how you care and give back to them? Or is it because of the fact that they're following you because they want something from you? You know, great managers are able to give things in a way that causes people to follow them because they are doing it for the mere fact of they want the reward. True leaders go on a path and people follow them because people care about them and want to be around them because they feel loved, appreciated, and cared. Kind leaders use nice tones, they are polite, and they give positive feedback. So think about that. When you're giving feedback, how are you expressing it? Is it positive? Is it building that person up? When they leave, do they understand that you are trying to help them? And do they feel as if you've spoke to them in a nice way and given them honest feedback? Said, kindness often looks like being direct and helpful. And kind leaders calmly say things like, here's where you're not hitting the target but I want to help you get there. Guys, take a look at your teams today and see where their goals are and ask them if you can help them get to that goal. Show them that you care about their goals because ultimately, and especially with our business, your team and business won't grow until you help your team's business grow. So the challenge for today is to sit down and take a look at these things and find out which one you need to develop. 
do you need to develop being optimistic or realistic or both? Or do you need to develop being direct and kind? If you're not being direct, start looking at being direct. If you're being direct and not kind, see if you can sprinkle kindness in there and watch how you get results. Guys, I hope this helped. Stay tuned. We're going to do part two when it becomes available. Go out and make it an amazing week. And I hope your week is as awesome as you are. See you.